You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE, that's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, at checkout. It's a $30 value, and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. Today's Power Lunch is brought to you by The Palm in Tyson's Corner, Virginia. Sure, The Palm is great for a fancy night out, but it's also the perfect midweek spot for a lunch with a client, or a lunch to catch up with a friend, or maybe even to do an interesting podcast like this. Power Lunch menu selections at The Palm start at $26 for an appetizer, meal, and dessert. Book your reservation today directly at thepalm.com, open table, or by calling them at 703-917-0200. I can make most anything on the menu except whatever you got is fine. I'm going to say some bad words. You're just going to have to deal with it. PB&J with the crusts cut off. Well, Brian, this is a very nutritious lunch. Hey, you got enough money to pay for all this? You know, money, cash, dollars, dinero. So what I believe you were trying to say is thank you. Thank you? You're welcome. What can I say? I like this foursome here. Buckhands! It's always great that you say yes to a lunch like this. I can never pass up. You never pra- pass up a free meal, and you live close to the Palm. Close enough. So it's easy enough. I'm a media member. If it's for me, it's if it's free, it's for me. There I'll you take go. three. Christopher Johnson, a.k.a. CJ, or Siege for short. Longtime producer of the John Thompson Show on the Team 980. Program director at the Team 980. And now you run the Commander's Radio Broadcast on I do. Sundays. And the network, right? Uh, well, sort of. I'm involved in the whole thing, but okay. it's mainly overseeing the game day broadcast. Okay, you've been doing that now for how many years? Uh, Three? Off and on for 20. No, but, I, well, but, you, I mean, you ran it for us at 980. Yeah, I mean, this has been since we 980... You know, changed hands. I guess it's been three or four years now. Okay. And what account Johnny Rhodes, my man, is yeah. here, yeah. who has logged more hours listening to us, CJ, on 980 and firing in opinions, passionate opinions, sometimes on point, sometimes wild scud missile opinions. Way off. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> but that's way off. okay, like everybody. And uh, I, I, you and Siege go way back. You played in the Potomac Cup together. That's oh right. My gosh. Some of the best uh, athletic moments of my life. I know. And I didn't know, Buck, if you had ever had the glory of meeting Johnny before. We just met. You just met uh, now. Actually, we played. We played with you. At 1757. How quickly you forget. And you I were telling some great stories, Buck, but I cannot remember our fourth, and it might have been Phil. Could have been. What? When was no, it? No, it was not Phil Schneer because I would have remembered. I, I did not get a chance to play with Phil. How is Phil, by the way? Phil's fine. He's not okay. playing any golf because his uh, health is not such that he can, can play golf, but he's fine. Well, that's not fine. Well, he's, you know, 70, <laughs> 73. Diet Coke there. Thank you. And um, <laughs> that's that's Bucks. Either, either one. Yeah. So he's <laughs> 73, and, and he's, he's had, not a, in he's great had a couple of arm surgeries, okay. and he's just not able to really swing a golf club. Uh, well, we wish uh, we wish Phil Chenier the best. For the uh, for the record here, uh, Carol and I have been trying to get together, and I thought Carol Maloney. Yeah, and I thought today was the day, but instead we got Rhodes as the fourth. Yeah, that's, not, a, that's a dagger, CJ. It's yeah, a big time dagger. Get that's not really. Yeah. Yeah. Wait I a mean, minute. I thought it was going to be Carol. That's when you think there's a girl in a bikini in the cake, the birthday cake. <laughs> yeah. And here I it's, am. <laughs> it's a Romanian midget wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. Although his, his legs yeah. might be nicer, but it, it, you know, she's, uh, I actually now, don't blame you guys for being upset about that. <laughs> now, Buck, uh, Rhodes says he once tweeted something about 
one of your play-by-play moments, and that you said, that was really nice, thanks. Well, you remember that, what that yeah, was? Yeah, so I was upset about you not being uh, the voice oh, of the wizard. Lay, uh, <laughs> the wizards voice anymore. anymore and, right. I, and I tweeted something about you being the consummate professional, and oh. you actually IM'd me, saying that was... Yeah, I am or DM. DM. Okay. But the funny thing is, if I was going to try to find it, I'd have to find like the three or four Twitter feeds. Oh, yeah. 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 Hold, yeah. Uh, hold on one second. Times. It's nothing to be proud of to be on John Rhodes' Twitter feed. <laughs> this Twitter feed has been <laughs> really? uh, banned. No, a, I've been banned it, several times. Several, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. But they, he said something nice about me, well, so that's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so every time I'm like, okay, this time I'm forming a new feed and it's sports only. And they pull me back in with politics. And yeah, I yeah. always get you got to avoid that. you yeah. got to avoid that. Anyway, so it's great we're all here, boys, and we got a lot to talk about today. You saw the rundown. Which, uh, which routes are you most eager to jump on? Because we don't have to go in order. Do you want to start with the May-October argument? Because that one's a good one. We're in May. It's beautiful here in the DMV right What's now. What's the this argument? Is, I didn't. Which, which is the better month? Which is the better month? May just well, temperature wise or altogether wise, what, all of the above. It, May or what? May or October. Oh, oh, and oh. you have to consider everything. Siege, weather, so, allergies, sports that are going on, the mental vibe of both. Because I've had people say, "Well, in May you're excited for the summer." Exactly, yeah. you're coming up. out of the winter, and in you're excited o- for the warmer weather. In October, you're sad because it's changing. Winter is coming. absolutely. I agree with that 100%. I go with May. In May, your baseball team doesn't suck yet. Right. And you've got October, all these NBA games. <laughs> right, right. But, your, but your football team might suck already. <laughs> your football team may be well on their way to sucking at that point. Now, the thing about October is it's got football. It's got the killer application, as they say. It's got football. Football two ways, college and pro. I think it's a poor argument that you're basing both months on what follows those months. I thought no, we were no, talking about just the no, months. It's in the mix is what I'm saying. Okay, but come in, on. October and the golf courses are perfect. The leaves are changing. Football's here. World Series is here. Right. There's no pollen. We're not digging out of winter like it takes so long to get warm here. What's the date today? My neighbors haven't even touched their pool yet. It's in the mid-60s right now, but it'll be, it'll be in the 80s in a couple of days. Yeah, so I totally agree with your, both your points about what's coming. I love summer way more What did than some winter. of the boys on your text thread say? Uh, Fran Rhodes, uh, uh, golf pro to the stars. Distinguished. Golf teaching professional. No relation Avenel. to you, Rhodes. No. Spells his name wrong. <laughs> um, drier, less humid weather in October. Less bugs, less pollen. Golf courses are in great shape. Fall colors, golf plus football, baseball world series. Beach is perfect. Ocean water is still warm. College kids gone and less crowded. May is freezing there in the, in the ocean. October cons. Winter is coming. Days getting shorter. Leaves on golf courses. I, that is a good point. Yeah, I hate leaves on golf courses. Yeah. Uh, good points for May. The summer is coming. Flowers. NHL playoffs. MLB far enough in. Yeah, and he did a full out. break. He did the whole show. Didn't yeah. even mention He's, NBA playoffs. And then NBA playoffs. <laughs> But I don't care about that. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't. I don't care about hockey. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's a, those are the two best months, probably. I there there no question. May if if you had months as tag teams, May and October would be the top tag team. Yeah, it'd be the Rock and Triple H teaming up together to be just completely awesome. Yeah. The two shittiest would be what February and August. If you have to go the other way, if, you're if you have them to, up. if you have to pick a summer month, uh, I would go. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you had to which, pick a summer month, otherwise yeah. I'd go with. Uh, thank you. Which month is worse, February or August? Oh, hundred percent February. February. Yeah, February. Go, I would. I would go with January and February as the two worst months. Yeah, back to back. Yeah, because is January? You know, you're telling me that's worse just because it's winter. You got to consider yeah. sports. I'm There's not, the no. Super Bowl. I'll There's tell you. NFL playoffs I'm in just, January. Here we are in Washington. I'm just talking about weather. <laughs> hey, weather boy. I mean, this year we had like an 82 degree day in February. It's getting warmer. It, we always have one yeah, of those. Every getting, year we I have one like of those. A, But what can you do with it? I feel like February was better than March this year weather-wise. Interesting. It okay. was warmer. But you can't really do anything with it is the problem. You I know think what I, I mean? I think I... Forced in 27 holes that day, okay. and it was 82. But the, th- the thing about summer around here is it gets miserable. Buggy. In July, yeah. 
and August. Horrible. It is insufferable humidity, bugs out the wazoo, weeds on all the golf courses, thunderstorms every day. Oh, you want to play golf today? Well, we'll see if there's a four-hour thunderstorm delay. Same thing for baseball and open-air stadiums. Let's go to the Nats game. Good. I could be there till midnight. Yeah. I, I just get, feel like that's most of the country, though. Yeah, unless it's you're, a lot of the unless country. Unless you're in the Northeast, like, every place is hot. Or, or I mean, California. every place is, yeah, or California. Right, but or, if you're in Florida, people flee Florida yeah. in the summer just like they flee Arizona in the summer. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's too hot. It's obnoxiously hot, but I can, I can, I'd rather deal with the I heat. I would rather deal the, with the heat than the cold. No doubt. Any sir. day of the week. All right. Now that's that why August is not a problem All right. Me. Now that we got the warm-up out of the way, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will get into the NBA playoffs and Buck Hans and his officiating and announcing critiques because there's a lot to talk about. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. 
Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag. How do you feel about it uh, inside the NBA, the TNT show? Is it getting better still? Has it plateaued or is it kind of spiraling into its own farce at times? Well, again, I, I have to take a different view of this because I worked with Ernie Johnson. At I know you are, you, are, you are hopelessly biased because you know so many guys in yeah, the business. But, I do, right. that gate, that, but he is that. He uh, holds er, that Ernie, whole show together. Yeah, Ernie is out, excellent at what he does. He's as good as there is. He's the nicest guy in the world. Funny as hell. Uh, every time the Wizards had a game in Atlanta, and it seemed like we had a Friday night game, so we'd go on Thursday, I would go to the TNT studios, hang out with Ernie, hang out with Chuck and Shaq and those guys, and just BS and have a good time. Ernie is great at what he does. That show is still watchable and listenable to me. Because of those guys. Uh, I'm not the biggest Shaq fan in the world. I don't think he adds a whole lot, but hey, he is Shaq. Hey, bro. What you talking about, bro? But, uh, <laughs> but, but Barkley is still must-listen television. <laughs> Kenny's good. And that show, their producers and their graphics people are so creative, it's insane. No, it's really good. By the way, you mentioned how Mike Breen is the nicest guy you've ever met. Yeah. Ernie's nicer than that. You're right. Well, Ernie's actually impossible. <clears throat> Ernie's father was nicer than that. Ernie Sr., who did Braves baseball with Skip Carey and right. um, John Sterling, unfortunately, and uh, Pete Van Weeren. I did not know that was his dad. I, yeah, Ernie I Johnson Sr. Okay. Mr. Rogers, we, I used to call him, just the nicest, most lovable man in the world. World, and Ernie's the same way. And I know if you know his backstory, where he he um, adopted uh, his wife uh, Cheryl adopted a kid who had all kinds of diseases. The kid just recently passed away. Mm. Uh, but Ernie is Ernie is as good a salt guy, of the earth. Yep. salt of the earth, good hearted that you'll ever meet, and hysterically funny. I mean, there was a game where I went to watch them, and I, not a game, a, a, a show, and we're sitting in Ernie's office, both BSing about Channel Two days, and he says, uh, "We're bringing." Billy Crystal in to be on the set tonight. So I was like, oh, wow. So in the next hour, Billy Crystal, who was at the Fox Theater, comes to the studio, gets, comes to the office, and it's me, Ernie, and Billy Crystal sitting in his office telling jokes. <laughs> and I saved what I thought was my best joke for the for the evening, and it went over well. Did but, Crystal laugh? Oh, he did. Absolutely. Wow. But, Talk about a was bucket it? list. I, I, I can't remember it. Oh, I remember it. I can't tell it here. <laughs> you kidding me? Not I thought in the world of podcasts. We'll, it not a a we'll save it for tournament not day on the, on the 22nd. A Jewish, <laughs> Woodmont. a Jewish kid from the mean streets of Vienna. Arlington. Got one of the preeminent all-time I'm Jewish comedians to laugh <laughs> at a private dinner. It doesn't get any better than that when it's all said and done. Um, I want to say to you, CJ, as a program director, you have, I think, a keen ear for this. The thing that makes Inside the NBA so great as a show is that they are relentless ball busters. Well, th- what I was going to say, obviously they have the best chemistry probably that's ever been on, on a show. I mean, but what sticks out to me is the authenticity of it. Yes. It's it, it's not like what you see in the mornings on weekday mornings where it's so forced. You know, I'm going to pick a topic and I'm going to yell at you for. Yeah, and it's you're not what's over on ESPN or Fox Sports yeah. 1. It's genuine. Like It's genuine. It's not I'm going to pick a topic and you're going to pick a topic even though you don't believe in the topic. And we're just going to yell at each other for 90 seconds or whatever. Like those guys, they don't do any of that. Did they, you see it's where genuine? Did you see where I guess Jalen Rose and Greenberg backed them up? Suggested the the Knicks were playing poorly in Miami because of the heat outside, <laughs> and it was wearing them out. And all the panelists at ESPN just nodded their heads. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah. And somebody said, "Can you imagine Shaq or Barkley saying that?" How they would have reacted? They would have savaged. Man, them. get out of here with that! Because <laughs> air conditioned, Chuck. Don't you know about air conditioning? Like yeah. they would not have let that stand. destroy them. And yeah. so that shows you the difference in the authenticity of what the ESPN product is versus this show on TNT. So I was getting ready to ask that: Should we credit but, TNT with giving them that platform? Well, yes. yeah, but you got to credit Ernie Johnson. Like I don't know. You see this week the the with Kenny Johnson on the beach with the model. Oh, it's unbelievable. 
did you see? Oh, Kenny Smith. Kenny Smith. Kenny Smith just got divorced. And he had this smoking hot bikini model girlfriend. Barely bikini. Yeah. But see, to yeah. your point and, about and, it. And, and so TMZ got photos of it. Yeah. And everyone on the internet kind of knew about it, right? But on the show, Ernie says, so anyone got any pictures in the weekend? Yeah, anybody anybody want to talk about what they did this weekend? <laughs> see, that's and, perfect. And, and, and Charles is like, Charles is like, I do. And, and he's like, I, I know Kenny does. And, and Kenny's like, I, I went to the Formula One. And, you know, because it was in Miami. And and, uh, and everyone was like, no, no, no. He was like, no, nah, I was at Formula One with Shaq. You were there. And he's like, I wasn't with you. That's not what we're talking about. And uh, it was perfect, you know. Was, uh, was, see, yeah. I think everybody could stand to lighten up a little bit. I mean, that's a great – you mentioned their chemistry, and I think that even with Shaq, what you guys were saying about Shaq, they know their role. Like, sure. he doesn't really need to do much more than that, I think. And, and Well, even Kenny. I mean, the stars are do you think, Shaq and Bar- yeah. Barkley first. Yes. And, and, you know. and is their NBA analysis of what's happening in the series, is it solid? It's solid for their – because they speak from their past and their generation. Okay. So Shaq will always talk about a big man and having to share. And if somebody's not playing well, somebody else has got to step up. They give you their views from when they played. Are but, their views getting dated a little bit? No, I, I don't mean, think the so. The NBA's evolving, Buck. Yeah, you know? it's evolving. I mean, but These are guys are old heads. Yeah, Chuck no. and Shaq are old heads no, now. Because they're, they're still believable. No, and I know. And they're still credible. So you, you have to listen to what they say. But I mean, they, they've been they, there. They do know. they know about the value of the corner three as the most coveted shot in basketball and how to maximize analytics to get as many of those as they possible? They may not like it, but they've learned it. Yes. <laughs> they may not like it, but they've learned <laughs> it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, let's talk. Let's change gears here. Bring back one thing to D.C. Not the Redskins name. That's never coming back. But one thing back to D.C. and the sports scene that is gone that you miss dearly. Steve Buckhands. Oh, thank you, CJ. Yay. That's nice Frickin of you. Frickin' stole my thunder. Really? That's not even I'd like fair. to hear more about this. <laughs> I really would. How? Now i got to think of something else. Can we, bring back, can we bring back the George Michael sports machine? Yeah. Let's take it to Cheyenne for rodeo days. <laughs> well, if George were alive, we could maybe bring it back. Do you know also Where's that, the machine, by the way? That's a good question. But the actual machine itself, when he punched the button to roll the videotape, was, that was not what you saw on the air because that would have been a union violation. So yeah. there was a guy in a the back. A union guy in the back that would start yes, the reels. Yes, that, yes yeah. there was because that and was a violation. And union jobs with benefits and pensions and health care replaced with robot cameras. Right? You, yes, there are a lot of robot cameras. And you, you know what his real name was, right? No. George Gimple oh, is that's his right. real name. Rest in peace. One yes. of the deans of he was, DC Sports. He, he and Glenn Brenner were the two best sportscasters I've ever seen, okay. and I traveled 29 other countries, All other right. how cities. About, how about we bring back the annual Kemper Open? Okay. Uh, man, that's... That, okay, that so there's my backup I mean, for it, that one. It, 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 All right, what else, it, well, that's well, the, fine. Let's talk about it. Every year, the PGA Tour would come to D.C., play the Kemper Open at Avenel Country Club, which is a TPC First, it was place. a congressional. <clears throat> yeah. I know, but let's go with me here. And it was in late May, early June. And when the dates didn't fall quite right, you got a pretty scuzzy field. You got your Billy Andres winning it, your, the likes of which. Your Morris Hatalskis. Morris, Morris Hatalskis. Your Billy Glassons. Oh Bill, yeah. Gla- <laughs> Bill Glasson, I believe, a two-time winner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it was a bit of a mangy field, but D.C. turned out for it. It was a big springtime party on the back patio, and now the tour doesn't come to D.C. Well, we have the Live yeah. Tour here in a couple of weeks. Oh, I'm so excited Nobody even knows about that. I know That's, about they it. Haven't done much, Can you get me tickets to that? Yeah, but they haven't done any marketing for it. It's right, where's the spending? Hey, where's them Saudi they've, dollars? They've done zero marketing. Like, yeah, well, maybe they maybe they don't want to market because there are a lot of people that don't want to go to Trump National. <laughs> well, last time they, they had the senior PGA there, I don't know, they five did. years ago, something yeah. like that, and they had kayakers out in the Potomac uh, right. protest. Protest signs, yeah. No, yeah my, out there. My, my tournament was at Trump National for five years, <clears> and it was fantastic, and it was wonderful. But, but we, we, the name has made it toxic. Well, we had some guys that wouldn't play because of it, and I used to say to them, you know what, ass wipes? <laughs> this is for sick children who are dying. Yeah, right. It has nothing it to do with the friggin' president. Right. has nothing to do with politics. It's for sick kids who are dying. Get over it, donate, and play. Yeah. That used to make me so mad, but we're not there anymore. But it was great when we had, anything uh, else, had it there. Anything else we used to have that you're like, God, Well, the easiest, most obvious one's RFK. 
Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the most obvious. So one. let me. I mean, that's where everyone's mo- mo- best moments ever were. Right. We're at. I so, saw yeah. where the district is petition- petitioning Congress to let them control that land. Yeah, I don't know if that's any better, but yes, maybe it is. it's closer yeah. to home. It's, maybe one it's, ste- it's, it's a lot better, Rosie. It's, it's way one better. step better. The reason I say that is I thought at one point there was discussion on the, fe- on the federal government negotiating a deal with the land that FedEx sits on in exchange. I think it was the FBI building. Oh, a trade? Yeah. But That'd be great. Whatever, trade whatever em, the case. Trade them well, John, for the land under RFK, and we could wrap this up by noon. Speaking of Raul John, if I was... Bezos, Bezos, I would have jumped all over this bid, and that is the perfect Amazon distribution center location. That's what I would have well, done. But about, uh, he did not text you and ask your advice. He though. did. I, oh, did really? You got that on your phone right now. How okay. about bringing back box lacrosse? You yeah. remember that game? Yeah. yeah. Where it was basically homicide was legal. <laughs> yeah. You could take your stick yeah. and beat it over the back of somebody's head, and it was okay. Yeah. That was a hell of a sport, man. Well, well since yeah. everybody stole my thunder, mine's not bringing something back, but I, I would love to see the NFL draft come to D.C. and be out on the, on the mall yeah. like they did in the outside setting this year. That would be incredible. I'm going to tell you right now, Rosie, they will not bring the circus here. To or to until we are a fully functioning functioning NFL city again, meaning stadium. I believe that's fair. They're yeah. going to keep yeah. that stadium out there and say, "Look, we're not taking it because you need to get your house in order." Now, hopefully, this new ownership group, whatever that is, will start that process. I have a quick question while we're talking about stadiums. A, is there going to be a new Commander Stadium? And B, where do you guys think it should be? I mean, which which gotta, if you want it, Maryland, it Virginia, to, or the district? There's only one place for it. That's the RFK site. It's got to be in the center of our sprawling tri-state metroplex. It's like the rug in the Big Lebowski. It ties the room together. It brings the community together. Yeah, there's land, but you got to go further and further out to get it. And then you're telling half the market, "Hey, you want to go to a game? Good luck." Over the river and through the woods, around the belt we go, sitting in traffic all day long. Why the fuck am I doing this? Yeah. I say Frederick, Maryland is what I say. Frederick, yeah, well, that, I mean, there's no, that's Dumfries. No, that's that fine. I mean, that's fine. just Dumfries no. the I, other I'm way. I'm pretty sure yeah. Piedmont flies there. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on that. Yeah. yeah. Piedmont. <laughs> I agree. I, I, hilarious. hilarious. buckets. Awesome. Man, you pulled that one out of nowhere. Yeah. Listen, that's a long way. Yeah. Uh, that was a joke. I, I understand that. Every other city. You, you see seems to find land right in the middle of the city. No kidding. Uh, now, look, RFK site is right, I guess you would call it the middle of the city or, or near nearest to the mall. What do you mean you could? It well, is. Well, it's sort of at the at the end of the Yeah, but the, the city's district. gotten pushed that way now. I mean, yeah, you know, it's, I, again, that would be fine with me. Unless you build a mall next to the Washington Monument. Right, or, or somewhere on the river, but I don't. I guess there's no spots anymore. There were some spots sort of in Alexandria near that area, but, uh, yeah, I'd like to see it somewhere accessible to everybody. Yeah. Where it is it where it where is at FedEx now, that's not accessible to people from Northern Virginia. No. And if you moved it into Virginia, and not Woodbridge, but somewhere into Virginia, it wouldn't be accessible for people from Maryland. So, you know, it's one's worse than the other. All right, I got three more quick ones, then a final one I think Buck's going to really like, and then we're done. Thank you for coming out today for lunch. Was everything... Excellent here at the Palm Tyson's Corner. Quite good. Excellent. Delicious. Uh, Buck, you had the veal. Try the veal. It's the delicious. veal was outstanding. Uh, CJ and I shared a shrimp cocktail, which what was you, good. What'd you, you have the, for your entree? I had the lunch special, which was the chicken and shrimp parm. Oh, not chicken and shrimp it parm. It's an interesting delicious. combination. Yeah. Wow. I just thought it was strange how you guys fed each other the shrimp. It's called. <laughs> it's kind of like. It's uh, called Mama Bird Baby Bird. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's kind Rosie, of like the Blues Brothers where we, we put our arm around each other and fed each other a piece of shrimp. <laughs> yeah. Rosie, I had the lobster bisque and the New York strip uh, Ooh, Caesar nice. salad. Okay, and good. we also had a soft-shell crab for an appetizer, which was... You don't, you don't even know about soft-shell crab. You, yes, you were befuddled when you, earlier when no, you said... No, I was not befuddled. I said... Have you ever you, had one? No, but I know what the fuck they are. <laughs> the best... Uh, the, bitch, I grew up a mile from okay, here. Okay, well, then you I'm should know here. how good soft-shell crabs. crabs are. I've fished for crabs in the Y River. You, you fished for them? You don't fish tell for me, them? do you know? He <laughs> fished for them. for them. <laughs> the, yes! There were, yeah, I went crabbing with chicken necks when I was in <laughs> high school. 
There were two things. I'm now I'm mad at you. In, in Do McLean? you even know what soft shell crabs are? There, there were two things that were. I know what they are. I didn't know if you ate them. There were Sorry. two things that were startling, baffling, and alarming uh, about lunch. One that Rhodes ordered a salad because that's the but first time. But it did time. have steak in it. First time, still it did. It. I thought two, it was a proper until I heard Zabe and, order a steak. And two, the the waiter who's been here with Zabe for many many times brought him a plate of broccoli. <laughs> With the side steak, of yeah, side of broccoli. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're like, wait a minute, this is the wrong order. That's yeah. not going to Could have been a Washington For those Post of you who know, he has right had a thing that's been green ever in his life. Yeah. Just, our, our guy just came over to close the curtains more. Maybe they heard me screaming, "F you!" Probably yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. Diners here. Yeah. I apologize. The next lunch will be at IHOP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, NFL schedules coming out tomorrow night, Thursday night. <clears throat> They've already announced their Black Friday game. That's new. Their international series. And I believe one or two others. Um, is the NFL finally pushing the envelope of, you know, you're getting kind of greedy here. Or is there no limits to the monster that is the National Football League? I blame uh, Sheehan for this and his stupid mock schedules that he's been doing for 17 years on this. I mean, like... I I enjoy it. I'm looking forward to like. I like it. I like it when it comes it's out. Christmas and we, in May. We all sit around. Like for me, you know, working with the with the team, I get to plan out. Like we get some. It's cool, important for we, you we and others cool in the trips. We got yeah. some cool trips this yeah. year. Like right. we're we're going to Denver and yeah. L. A. And of course, you already Seattle. knew where you were going. You just didn't know when. But you don't know like, hey, do we, do we get to go to Denver in the warm? Months right. like a couple of years ago, we went to Denver and it was like uh, mid October, so sure. perfect. Yeah, um, you know, so for that, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I like playing the whole game. Like, here's the thing: you know, what's a record going to be after, at Halloween? What's going to be at Thanksgiving? You know, that yeah. sort of thing. Today on uh, on our show in Milwaukee, we talked to John Kuhn, former Packer fullback, and he said, you know, ten years ago when I played in the league, twelve years ago. I don't even remember when the schedule would come out. It would just be all of a sudden, oh, the schedule's out. Do you guys remember when this wasn't even a thing, when the schedule buck would just spawn out of thin air no, I, one I random don't. day? I, I, I knew when the NBA schedule would come out for the same reason that CJ just mentioned. You look at it, it and I think, okay, you, yeah. how many days off do we get during the All-Star break? When are we in Phoenix? When are we in L.A.? When are we in Miami? When are <laughs> right. we in Orlando? All the golf cities. Yeah. But do we have a day off in any of the NFL? It doesn't Rhodes, do anything. Do you remember the day and yeah. age where we didn't know when it was coming out? Absolutely. And it just got thrown in our laps? Yeah. Yeah, I actually... Well, there was no social media then well, either. Right. Yeah, know. but now it's a big strip tease. It's like the old burlesque dancer. Da, 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 yeah, because they make a big deal out of everything. Da, da. Right? Well, so it almost reminds me of the business I was in, which is... In the government consulting world, you know, oh, did we just talk? That's a billable line right there. It's like, let's capture every potential billable, marketable sure. opportunity we can. That's okay, but to your question about being too greedy, maybe we're not there yet, but oversaturation could really make things less exciting. I mean, it hasn't yet. It That's hasn't yet. I don't think it will. With as, as long, as so long the as NFL is touching the day of Friday on purpose for the first time ever. They've played games on Friday by accident, or if it was Christmas Eve or whatever. Thanks. No. Uh, this is a purposeful invasion of Friday, which they always kept sacred because of high school football. Now they're like, it's Black Friday. Yeah. People are sitting around, bored out of their minds with their in-laws. It, it's fair game. That's they're what like, they're saying. Go. Yeah, no. I, so and, and is we're, we're Tuesday, gonna... our Tuesday and Wednesday the last two days? For now. Yet to be conquered. For now. That's right. So will they be eventually conquered? Who, why not? I mean... Because scheduling is really hard. Well, they'll do it. They'll get it done. You'd have to give a team a buy you have to on get either both side. Team. Yeah, both, at least on the, on the next week's At least side, the following the week. The following week. Well, yeah. you'd want it on the front. You can't turn around and play a game in a day. Oh, right. Yeah, you, <laughs> so you'd have how, to give them a Monday night football game the following week. You just probably, play Tuesday night and then have the right. Monday night football game. There's yeah. probably a way to do it. I'm sure they've war planned. Yeah. But we're headed towards that, basically. But I mean, they make teams play on Sunday and then fly back from, you know, yeah. Frankfurt. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's talk about this. Ghosts and hotel talk. This is right in your wheelhouse, Buck. Yes. Steve Buckhans has traveled so much in his years of calling NBA games and, and otherwise. And he is a very particular traveler. 
There's nothing wrong with that, but he's a little bit more particular than most. <laughs> he wants rooms where he wants them. He wants them away from the ice maker, away from the uh, Elevator. elevators, housekeeping floors. You're superstitious. Housekeeping, bing, bang, boom. Worse than Naki in Vegas? Worse than Naki in Vegas, believe it or not. So Mookie Betts for the Dodgers has opted out of staying at the legendary and 130-year-old Fister Hotel in downtown Milwaukee. One of my favorite places. Beautiful place, but it's old. It's old. Rumor is there's ghosts there. Never saw any. And the number of players, there's a lot of players in baseball that don't stay there when the team's coming to town, mostly because it's a more of a middle Latin America or Hispanic culture thing where ghosts and spirits are a little bit more part of the culture, and they're like, I'm not fucking staying there. But Mookie Betts is from Chattanooga. So why the hell is he staying at an Airbnb? <laughs> Question around the horn. Uh, who's scared of ghosts at hotels? Not me. I am. <laughs> You're scared of ghosts? Hell Have yeah. Ever- I live in a Ghostville. Which is? I live by Antietam Battlefield. My Ooh. wife has seen a ghost. Get out of here. I swear. <laughs> you no. sure it wasn't your white ass going yeah, to the bathroom? Could have been. Yeah, could have been. Seen a ghost. My wife came home looking like a ghost because she was driving to Shepherdstown to pick up Chinese food. She comes back and she goes, I was crossing the Antietam Creek little bridge, and there's this guy walking towards me on the road, and he's in an all, like, brownish-gray suit. He's like, what the hell is this guy doing? He must be a reenactor. I hope he gets out of the way. And then the next thing you know, he's not there. Wow. So your wife was shook. <laughs> she was shook. My wife, my wife's legit smart, man. She doesn't make up this stuff. Okay. All right. So it sounds stories. like you guys are not <laughs> believers in ghosts. I, I, or haven't seen any. I, or felt I, I've, any. I've never seen one. Um, I love the Fister. I, I found, I never saw a ghost there. I found 500 peanut shells under my mattress once. <laughs> But um, along with lots of other things, we've talked about that story. Yeah, the under the mattress. Under the mattress. Under the mattress stuff. In between the the mattress and box springs. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. Well, the lube. Lots of condoms, lots of porn. Magazine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Found all that stuff. He used to Uh, to check every time he went in the hotel. I still do. First, yeah. Yeah. I would check for the king size wooden plank that they were put under there. And if I found it, I'd pull it out. But that's when I started finding everything else. That's a whole nother. Isn't that better than not knowing? That's another hour. Would you rather not know? No, no. I I told you, you never know what you're sleeping on. You you know. But to to, to further this, Zabe, um, the the worst hotel in in the country for sports guys that won't stay there is in Oklahoma City, and it's called the Skirvin. And that is. (laughs) Sounds like a bad uh, place. I used to call it the Scurvy. Scurvy, Scurvy, yeah. That is legitimately known as a ghost hotel. So I'd say 90% of the NBA teams now won't stay there. They'll stay at the two other hotels in Oklahoma City that are nice. Uh, I love the Skirvin. In fact, I invited the ghost into my room. (laughs) By the way, they're not all mean. No, No, I'm hoping one day, just like when I've seen The Exorcist so many times, that. At some point, when my lights start to flicker in my house, I'll know that Reagan McNeil is coming back, okay. and that they're coming. Maybe CJ, for me. any ghost encounters for you? None. None. And I don't understand no why there would be a ghost at Antietam, but not like anywhere else in the. I mean, Disney other World. than it's a battlefield, but there are battlefields everywhere. Like I'm a like, weirdo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Not you, but your wife to have seen the ghost is, is a little suspect. By the way, I mean, let's let's just say it. I mean, the brothers don't like ghosts. <laughs> they do, anything to do with ghosts, they're not going near it. It all depends. Don't you remember, remember Eddie Murphy's yeah. skit? Get no. out. You know, we ain't staying here. Too bad yeah. we can't stay, baby. Too bad we can't stay. That was hysterical. I, what would scare you more? Seeing a ghost, hearing a ghost say something. Or seeing an object move without anyone touching it. The, that, to me, the movie, by the way, that hadn't happened in a long time. To me, the whole moving of objects, like in movies, that freaks me the fuck. That's a little freaky. Yeah. So, what would scare you the most? The other night, not too long ago, the alarm in my house went off at 2 o'clock in the morning, and I was up watching TV. Right. Like, that scared the shit out of me. Yeah, I've had that happen as well, where the, the window sensors fail. Well, no. So it really wasn't anyone breaking in, but they failed. And well, boop, 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 it didn't, boop, boop, boop. no, that didn't fail. The actual alarm went off. 
loud. Ooh. So I, I got up and turned it off, looked at my, my the thing, and it said, rear basement window. <clears throat> no shit. So now what do you do? I don't own a gun, so now what do you do besides piss yourself? You, you, <laughs> I, I sat there for a minute, and I thought, okay, well, the first thing I'm not doing is going downstairs. Yeah. Okay, I grabbed the knife. And what I did was... The, the knife. Uh, a knife. The home protection knife. That's all I could... What else am I going to... I don't, didn't have a baseball bat How handy. big was it? It's a big knife. Okay. The biggest I, one you I could find. I had a big knife, my cell phone, and a flashlight, and I went outside yeah. at 2.30 2 in the morning, and I looked all the way around my house, all the windows and everything, to see if anything was ajar. Why without, would you go outside? Without calling because 9 I didn't want to go inside and have somebody be in the house. Yeah. And figured, murder you. But I figured you if call, I was outside and I saw a window was broken, I could run to the neighbor. But you didn't call 911. No, no, I didn't call him right away. Yeah, I think I would have called right away. I would have done almost everything you just did. Hold uh, on. Hold on. What about your bride sleeping? Upstairs, not, think, <laughs> not, not bothered by it. I mean, concerned. <laughs> what? You, you would run into the woods when you saw the broken window, leaving your bride behind. Don't really, let her listen probably, to this. Probably, yeah. yeah. At this point. You're like, well, I hadn't really war planned it that far, but yeah. That's hilarious. No, it was, uh, it was a scary, scary time. Actually, no. Look, she was away. She okay. wasn't. Uh, I was All home right. by myself. Oh, yeah. So anyway, yeah. so, so it, it didn't turn out to be anything. This happened to you, Rosie? Well, I, I was saying to bus, so I don't own a gun either. They yeah. scare me. I've got three kids, and this happened to us one night at our previous house, and my mom was even staying there. And my mom's like, John, wake up. And Shauna and I are in bed, and we hopped up, and the hair stood back. I had hair. Stood, <laughs> stood up on the back of our neck. We did the same exact thing. We yeah. grabbed a knife. We went outside. It turned out that it was... My at the time, one of my twin babies talking puzzles in the basement. Oh my god, the battery was ma- running out and it kept doing making this noise like, You've chosen B. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, <laughs> that's fucking freaky. That's, I mean, we opened, the, we opened the basement door and I'm I like, didn't know what talking oh, puzzles shit. was, but I. <laughs> Oh, man. Good job. I, it's the triangle. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling yeah, you. That would scare you a little <laughs> yes. bit. You might want to You might want to write that down. Like, we could make some money off that movie script of, yeah, of like creating, it. like... Yes. Yeah. I mean, and in the meantime, take the batteries out yeah. of the machine. <laughs> we got well, something there. we did there. after that. But so yeah. you took your That's knife and your funny. coward ass outside with your wife. Uh, yes. And it, left the family inside the No, no. We all, gave, we all went out. All of oh, us. All of us. Okay. All of us. Yeah, well, I, I, I had a f- couple of false alarms, and I would say that I didn't really do well investigating because I also don't own firearms because of reasons. But I then just stopped paying for my alarm. I don't have an alarm. Really? Anymore. Oh, see, that's even more scary to me. Why? Because I want to I wanna know if somebody's trying to break in my house or if I'm not what home. What are you going to do, shoot them? Well, like I said, gun? I'm going to run away first. If you're going to die, you want to know it. I want to get out of there. But also, if I'm not home, I want to have my house protected. To me, the number of false alarms and the terror that induces. Yeah, I don't get that many false alarms. All it takes is one. Well, I've had a couple, but everybody's had a couple. Yeah, well, and we, they, it goes to your system, and then they call the cops, and then the cops send you a letter that says, the next time this happens, char- you get charged. You get charged, yeah. right. Okay, well. How about a dog? Is a dog no, better good than an alarm system? That, good idea if you want to pick up crap in your house and, and, <laughs> and hair. I love dogs, but, you know, I had Doesn't one. Doesn't sound long, like it. The, no, I love, I grew up with dogs, but the shedding, yes. I can't take, if I had a dog, it would have to be without shedding. Well, they have plenty of breeds that don't shed. <laughs> yeah, no, I would, I would do that. I you grew would. up with them. I love, I love them. But yeah. you're not. I don't have them, yeah. Because yeah, you love dogs. No, because uh, the wife doesn't love, love dogs. dogs. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right. Zayman, I'm disappointed we didn't get to talk about the officiating. The, go ahead. The, the, the rules. Let's talk about the rules. What's your big gripe my, with my NBA gripe is officiating the, in the playoffs? I, first of all, I think they're the best guys that you could have. People complain about it. Every year we complain more and more and more. Each year more and more and more. Even and, Scott Foster. Well, he's a close friend. I and, know, and he's a very, close friend and I, think he's ex- I think he's excellent. Yeah, I think he's excellent. He's one of their top officials. Yeah. One of their top five. <laughs> Uh, and I think that the reason people complain is because of social media. It's more exposed. Every year it's more exposed, more replays. And so every year we have more fodder to, to criticize them. Uh, what I'm, uh, I've always had a problem with the NBA, and I called it for so many years, is the inconsistencies 
of the officiating. Um, the traveling that's called out on the wing, but not at a player underneath the basket who shuffles his feet. Um, the spin move, which cracks me up. Uh, LeBron's spin move unbelievable. might be a travel. If, might be. If, <laughs> if I were a coach, I would teach my kid to go into the lane and spin because you cannot call traveling. Yeah. You cannot call traveling on that. You could take five steps. It won't be called. Okay, that's one of the inconsistencies. There's a lot of little ones like um, kicked ball. Okay, the rule in the NBA is it must be intentional to be a kicked ball. That was the other night. It happens all the foot, time. And the foot was stable. It yes. wasn't they, intended right, to call kick. kick ball. They call it a kick ball virtually every single time, whether it's intent or not. And but sometimes they miss them. They oh. missed a big one in the Heat Buck series where Budenholzer got teed up. He's like, what are you watching? Guy yeah. stuck his leg out. Stopped yeah. him. It's going to get. They're going to miss stuff. They're okay. human beings. Um, here's another one, and I, I sent you the picture. I think last night, didn't I? <laughs> James Harden. Now watch this when the Sixers play. Does it every time, and in fact, Devin Booker does it every time. I saw it last night. Steps into the free throw lane before the ball reaches the rim on a free throw. That's a, violation. That's a violation. A shooter cannot come into the lane before the ball touches the rim. He does it every single time. I texted Scott Foster the other night, and Scott's great. He gets back to me. Yeah. Foster, and, and, NBA referee. Yeah. 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 And I said, Scott, and I, sh- I sent him the picture. I said, actually, it wasn't that play. It was another play where Harden was on the lane and came into the lane, and the free throw was missed. And came, they came in way before the free throw was, was even shot. You know, as guys do when they, they get kind of faked out by the shooter and they come in, they lose their balance and they come into the lane. Came into the lane, free throw was missed, and I said, doesn't that have to be called? And he said, it should have been called, but it, but it wasn't. But so what, about the, what about the free throw line? Did he have anything to say about that? Yeah, he said that, it, that, that that's a violation and that if it's a situation where um, it's a – it's it's in a critical point of the game. Yes, it should be so called, they but then, you'll never see it. Okay, so they then apply that rule inconsistently because they feel it's just too too niggling yes. of a rule. Right. But well, that's dumb. That's dumb because it's going to matter at some point. At some point it will. Absolutely. And they will have made a judgment call that would have been wrong. Better to just strictly enforce it, even though it feels nerdy and stupid. Right than to go ahead and do it this way. And the other thing we talked about, which we talked about before the show, was the quote-unquote late whistle, which baffles Reggie Miller because he doesn't understand the concept of it. This is another situation where Josh Tiven is a friend of mine, and we had a long conversation about this a couple of years ago in Connecticut where he lives. Um, The late whistle, yes, it may be late, but it's not incorrect, okay? The officials are waiting to see. They're waiting to see if the contact that was made has an effect on the play. And sometimes the whistle is late, but they're waiting to see if it has an effect. Now, now Van Gundy's gripe about it, and even Reggie Miller's to a certain extent, is that, well, it's a foul. It, it's, clearly, it was a foul because you called it a foul. So why wouldn't you call it a foul when it occurred? Well, sometimes just, because there's, sometimes just because there's contact doesn't mean it's a foul. Sometimes. I mean, we've seen that a lot. So they wait sometimes to see if that a contact affected the play. And when they realize that it affects the play, and Josh got back to me last night and he said, I'd rather be late and make the right call than call the call early and make the wrong call. And that's why they wait on that. So if somebody could explain that to Reggie, it would be fabulous because well, he doesn't understand it. Classic example, jump shooter goes up, and you don't call a foul right away, but then you see the ball ends up four feet short, air ball. Right. That means he got fouled. Right, means he got hit on the hand or the arm. You're not going to miss a jumper by four feet. Right. You're just not. Right. So other, you know, you got hit there, but you needed to see how the ball flew for a second sure. or two to make the call. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and, and coming down now, you know, if there's any contact at all coming down now on a three-point shot, you will get called for the foul. I mean, that's just, that's the, that's the philosophy they've taken now. Yeah. But the thing that we talked about before the show, was, which is the right arm, that creates space by the offensive player. They give all the advantages to the offensive player and virtually none to the defensive player. Remember, you used to be able to hand-check a guy. You can hand-check him now if his back's to you, but you cannot touch him if he's fronting, if you know, you're facing him. You can't touch him. Whereas an offensive player 
can use their off arm all they oh, want yeah. to create space, and every guy does it. LeBron's <laughs> yeah. the best at it to get space and to get themselves an open shot, and it's never called. But the game is where it belongs, sure. scoring wise. It's in the one tens, and that's what they want. And it used to be, as you guys know, right. in the eighties. Used or worse, to be, you and know, it was awful. Yeah, um, the eight second uh, violation in the backcourt, which is interesting. The referees look at the at the shot clock to determine whether it's a violation. And for years and years and years, when it went from 10 seconds to 8 seconds, they'd look at the number 16. When the number 16 came up on the shot clock, it was a violation. Wow. Okay? That's how they, that's how they call it. They do it in college, too. College, they used to count. Yeah. Now the NBA and college are the same. They look at the shot clock. They had to change it because 16 might not be a full eight seconds. Could be seven seconds and one-tenth of a second. Now yeah. it has to show 15.9 or less oh God. for them to call an eight-second violation. It's an interesting call. It happened once in a, in a Wizards game, and it was 16 on the shot clock. They called a violation. They had to go over and look at it again, and they realized that it wasn't a violation because it had not hit 15 yet. So now the magic number is 15 when they it's look too at that much, clock. Too much, a lot of stuff. Too much attempts to be perfect in officiating. It yeah, but there's just so many inconsistencies. It, it just bothers me. Yeah, well. So, you know, I've, I've always had a hard time articulating what it is about the NBA. Like, what what is it that I find to be objectionable, not pleasing, you know? And, and I think you put your finger on something there, Buck, which is back to the point about the free throw. They don't call it because of the particular time of game it's in. Right. See, that all – I hear what you're saying about social media and people picking particular calls and complaining. Yeah. To me, it's just the overall eye test. Like, if it doesn't look right, it doesn't look right. Yeah. So, to you, it was bothering you because you had to text your guy. So It's just that's that I chalk up to as part of the game. It's like – if you watch a guy at a free throw line, and I think it was Booker now, but I know it was Giannis when he did it, the the referees never counted ten seconds to see how long a guy it took a guy to shoot a free throw until the fans started chanting. Right, they started Giannis. chanting. So huh. now they started chanting on Giannis. So now not only do the officials have to start counting, and by the way, it's a it's an officials count that's different than a clock count. Okay, so when they started, everybody started noticing that, and the entire arena was chanting <laughs> one, right. two, whatever. Um, you should be able to have as much time as a- you want. ABC put a, put a clock on it, okay? Well, that was misleading because, again, a, a clock, if you stand in front of your microwave, you can't believe how fast five seconds goes. It goes like this. One, two, So what happens now? Is the food free or do we pay someone? Of course not. They send you a bill.